0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to The Word on the Hill. I am Father Peter Mussel. And I am Scott Powell, and some people call
1: us the Lanky. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's, it's a habit of Coloradans to just shorten everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, if is you, it just Coloradans or is that like the youth culture?
1: No, no, no. I think it really is actually specific Coloradans. Is it? Huh.
0: What else do we shorten?
1: Um, totes. Doesn't everybody do that? No. Okay. Okay, probably they do.
0: Like this is cray
1: cray? This is cray cray. Well, that's doubling. That's shortening and doubling. Dude, that's that's, that's inefficient. <laughs> that is, that's inefficiency for the that sake of- Cray cray is inefficient. Dude, and I think that that's totally cray cray.
0: <laughs> that is cray cray. That but song I... is so last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Not you guys- I'm moving right
1: along. You guys, um, I am really excited. I uh, uh, Father Scott and I, I mean, sorry, Scott and I, he is a father. <laughs> Don't tell my wife. <laughs> ah, he's ordained. No, I, well, I just, am a father, though. You are a father. And
0: I do have the common priesthood of Jesus Christ.
1: Which is pretty rocking. Yeah, um, it's awesome. We found a time to where we don't have to do this at distance. We're like in the same room. I'm gonna be in Savannah, Georgia in like an hour.
0: Savannah, Georgia in August. There's nothing
1: like it, dude. I was I was telling my parish over the weekend that uh, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna wear a suit, and I'm gonna play the blues the whole time. That's yeah. that's what I'm gonna do.
0: You just have to everywhere you go have dark glasses and a, and a uh, harmonica. Dude, I'm
1: down. Do Sign it. me up.
0: Can you play the harmonica? You, you strike me as someone who can play the harmonica.
1: I can get a little harmonica going. Can you? Yeah, yeah. I added this guy. Do you pad. have a little headset thing that you can? No, that, that's for the dudes who can play guitar and oh. harmonica. But I've been listening yeah, to I about... guess that
0: would look stupid if you were just holding <laughs> your hands in your pockets. <laughs> Although <laughs> if you're driving your rental car playing the harmonica.
1: Hey, there we go. That is actually, that's for the commuter harmonicist. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I cut you off like three
1: times. Yeah, you did. I was. I I got to. I got a little action. Learned from uh, Pat Reedy.
0: Oh, Pat Reedy. Yeah,
1: yeah. He He's taught. Yeah, he taught me about a little bit of harmonica, harmonica. It's kind of like the harmonium.
0: Hmm. What's the harmonium?
1: The harmonium is a little piano that has a little an ac- accordion thing on it. If you've ever seen the movie <sighs> Punch Drunk Love, he find he finds a harmonium on the street. Like this nice. car, this like van drives up and drops a harmonium off. Okay. If you've ever listened to the song. Um, um, Transfiguration by Sufjan Stevens. I have.
0: We played it on this podcast once.
1: Yeah, there's that weird, that kind yeah. of like play sound in there. That's a harmonium. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah. Nice man. Get one of those. Yeah. With your suit, and dude. Your dark glasses.
1: I'm gonna carry. I'm gonna have a traveling harmonium. Yeah. Do it, man. I don't really can't picture it, but that's okay. It sounds cool. Well, dude, we got we got business to do today. I don't yeah, feel like
0: you. I was about to say something to you though. I don't know. Well, no, we have business. Let's take well, care of business. Camp is over. Camp Gwitiwa has ended its 2013 summer season.
1: Dude, that's awesome. I okay. mean, it's not, and and so it's good to have you back in town.
0: I know. I'm actually here. I'm not just
1: here for an hour. For an hour, <laughs> and I'm then here. and then he leaves. Literally, he just drives his car into the back of the house. Right, literally. And then just, it just every week I keep on repairing these doors. It's totally absurd. I don't we even know what's going doors. on. It's uh, are you calling me a dork? <laughs> Are you
0: calling my car fat? <laughs> yes. Oh.
1: You have a dude, your car is fat, but that's spelled with the PH. Dude. Ah, oh. nice. That's a little nice. I hope you're
0: referring to my teal green nineteen ninety
1: four Honda Civic. Dude, which by the way has broken down on me in really unfortunate time. I know. Dude. And then you left it for a month. Dude, in a parking I in the parking <laughs> dude, the, the my but my favorite one of my favorite moments of all time was I have I went to a retreat because I, I needed it cuz my car was broken down right. and and uh and I went to a retreat and on on the way back I'm like gosh this car is really warm inside oh, and I look is. at the temperature gauge and it was like hot 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 and I was like oh no <laughs> and so I just like pulled over to the side of the road because I was like man this is bad the thing was like and then there was like no oil in it <laughs> and that was bad and and then the bus that had all the retreatants that were coming back. Oh, to and they Boulder, passed you. Passed as Ty and I around the side of oh. the road waving. Did they pick you up? No. What they just did? They wave to you. Well, it was like a commercial bus, so it was just like okay. they, yeah. So it was, That's I awful. we couldn't tell if anybody saw us, but That's terrible. But we felt I felt really kind of like happy about it. It was really did good. You? Yeah, I okay. I actually really enjoyed it. Fair enough. I really like situations where like stuff really breaks and you're now in an adventure.
0: Oh, I used to like those a lot. Make All right, so. we got some
1: shout-outs, man. Shout-out. Back, back to our business. What do you got? Dude, I got a couple I got a couple of them. Dude, I'll tell you what. Our Buffalo contingent is growing. Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York, um, which is just super awesome. So I want to give a shout-out specifically to Father Dave Richards of Father St. Dave. Greg's. Didn't you give that last week? No, no, that was- um, Oh, no, yeah, yeah,
0: I'm sorry. Yes, no, Father yeah. Dave, I apologize. Please forgive me. Yes. culpa. Yes, so Father Manicolpa. Dave, Manicolpa.
1: what's up? There's a little shout-out from the Mussets. And uh, that's, I guess that's all of us and Scott. (laughs) Um, And dude, this is the thing is that Father Dave is an Iron Man competitor. Really? Yeah, dude, the dude does Iron Man stuff. Iron Priest. He's like, which is, uh, which you have to come up with like a good pirate name that has iron in it. Oh yeah, totally. So like Iron Hand. Iron Hand? Yeah, or or (laughs) Iron Foot. Like Iron Thigh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this
0: is ridiculous.
1: Dude, that, you just that's how you get a good pirate names I personally have a pirate name. Do you know what it is? Iron
0: I don't know. Ironbeard.
1: Ironbeard. Oh, that is a good pirate's name. Hello, I am Ironbeard. That's
0: Dude. the only one that you said that sounded like a pirate name to me. Iron toe doesn't sound like a pirate name to me.
1: Dude, I didn't say Iron Toe. Iron I said Ironfoot. Ironfoot. Dude, Ironfoot. <laughs> Iron Ear is a little bit stupid because it sounds Iron dumb. Ear. but But then I have another shout out. Okay. And uh, this one is to Robert Perez. who is is uh, now R-P. coming to see you. Oh, Robert. I know Robert. Yeah, yeah, oh, Robert so, Perez. He's going like, what's up, dude? He's going to be hooking it up around here, man. Hook it up. So he, he's going to get to see um, Lanky Guys live. Live,
0: Lanky. Live with the Lank.
1: The Lank is live.
0: Well, I have a shout out to, uh, first of all, to Laura Orsini Bland um namely to her children, her two children Brooke and Anthony who apparently are into cool stuff as opposed to all the lame junk that you're into. But they're into cool stuff. Uh they sound like
1: studs. Whoa.
0: Can you call a girl stud? Probably not. I mean They sound really cool.
1: Yeah, they sound And
0: so does Laura. They're down in St Augustine, Florida. Which Shut is where up. where my son was born.
1: Oh, yeah. Hey, and I know people and who love St. Augustine. Florida. St.
0: Augustine's beautiful. I also want to just note that she wrote the word shout out like six times in all capital letters, which makes me want to shout it. So I like every time I read. Shout, Dear Lanky guys, I want you to shout
1: out. out. These are the things I can do without I also want shouting. to
0: give a shout out to uh, Holly and Daniel... i don't know how to pronounce your name holly and daniel from philadelphia
1: let's just say that it's 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 a Goethe. (laughs) Goethe. okay it's
0: maybe not that (laughs) no it's not that uh who have been listening to us pretty much from the beginning which is awesome and Um, they
1: they've been meaning to write forever
0: they did you read that one i did read that it was a really i was like a really touching podcast and it meant a lot to me i
1: yeah it's it's just super cool and like like, I've just been seeing all sorts of folks. I was just having a conversation with a, with um, uh, uh, an old friend and, and he, he's been listening every week. Nice. And he's like, I haven't seen you in a year, but I have a conversation with you every week.
0: Does he yell at us as we say <laughs> stupid, stupid things every week? Oh, wait a second. I forgot something. I didn't mention that. Um, wait, which one is it? Yeah. So Laura, Laura Orsini Bland, also encouraged us to keep up the random drivel in between everything we say. so <laughs> which is one of the biggest Dude, compliments we've received. And yeah. she also has Segway tours in her town, and she passed a flock of Segways the other day.
1: Dude, that's awesome. You Sterling engines awesome. unite.
0: <laughs> they do. I had a nightmare the other night about a huge army of Segways just coming at me. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. But wouldn't that be a weird dream? That, that would the be a The psychologist
1: would have a field day. Oh, all right, yeah. we should talk about the readings. Yeah, dude, that was a terrible segue. <laughs> terrible segue. Ah! Ah! Come on, dude, all that's right, exactly all right, all
0: right. it. So our readings this week are coming from, the first readings coming from the book of wisdom, wisdom, which in some translations is also called Wisdom of Solomon. Solomon. It's Wisdom chapter 18, or 6 through 9.
1: 6 through 9. Then We,
0: <laughs> we got Psalm 33.
1: 1, 12, 18 to 19, 20 to 22, and 12b. Sucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then we have Hebrews chapter. 11. Hey, how does Moses make his coffee in, in the morning?
1: Uh, don't, I, you're going to tell me even if. Hebrews, I don't it. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh. Hebrews. <laughs> Come on.
0: Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 through 2, and verses 8 through 9. Teen. Teen. <laughs> good call. You're welcome. And then finally, the gospel is from the gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verse 32 through 48.
1: 48. Okay, we'll see you, everybody. Thanks it, for listening. Thanks for listening to The Lanket, guys. We had a wonderful- It was a good conversation Yeah. About all these. Woo, man, that was insight. All right, let's, let's get to it. Let's get
0: to some wisdom. All right, so I've been actually wrestling with these for most of this morning because they're kind of difficult together. Th- yeah. And they're th- long. Well, and they're difficult of themselves. Well, they're difficult in and of themselves, so imagine trying to put them together.
1: We were going to have to trust on the Holy Spirit. So as you're listening, pray for the Holy Spirit for us, because maybe he can modify time.
0: Because as of now, we have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, we have lots to say. So uh, the w- the Book of Wisdom, Um, depending on the, on the Bible you use, it's either wisdom or the wisdom of Solomon. Um, last week we talked about Ecclesiastes, uh, and we, we've, we're we've kind of in these weird books that um, have something to do with Solomon. So remember we talked about Ecclesiastes being, at least understood by a lot of the rabbis, to be Solomon at the end of his life. So he had written Proverbs at one point, and they had this gathering of all these brilliant sayings and these Proverbs that he gathered together, like this master teacher, the Koheleth, right? Uh Ecclesiastes is him presumably at the end of his life, where everything is now meaningless. He's turned away from God. Um his life is all vanity and he's kind of seeing that in the face. Then we have the book of wisdom of Solomon, which I think most traditions actually don't think this was actually written by Solomon. Um it's it's ascribed uh, in a lot of by a lot of the rabbis and some of the ancients as to probably a group of friends or students of Solomon in his memory and actually some of the ancient manuscripts have the subtitle in his in the memory of Solomon or to his memory and it, it's so they're
1: trying to remember the good parts of his life they're like they they read Ecclesiastes and they're like oh there's like, something else in here <laughs> let's get a tribute out together you Seriously. know
0: <laughs> 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 but here's here's where things get a little bit weird have you heard of the muratorian canon or the muratorian fragment no. Does that ring a bell? No. In, um, so the Miratorian Canon, it's the earliest recorded record. Well, it's the earliest recorded uh, gathering. Did,
1: did they put it on vinyl? Don't do it. <laughs> Come on. okay, Come, Come on. on. The earliest <laughs> recorded record? Okay, is that what Come I on, Yeah, it is.
0: Of the books
1: of the Bible oh, okay. that
0: make up the New Testament. So, And I, I think we date it to the second century. But it, it was understood to be the yeah oh. the earliest compilation of what makes up the New Testament before the church definitively said okay these are the books
1: and, and so it, so the Miratorian canon is is um, uh, is then used in the Marcian heresy is it Marcion? gosh when he oh. says the Old Testament New Testament or not um, oh. one doesn't have to do it with the other
0: yeah I think he did use the Miratorian canon but it was a bad a bad thing to do yeah but here's the point in the Miratorian canon or what's commonly referred to as the Miratorian fragment. Um, some of the copies of it actually put wisdom in the New Testament, so it's weird. It it actually may have been written as late as you know either the 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 first century B.C. or the first century A.D. So it's hard to say exactly when. So that that's that's why we don't we don't really think Solomon wrote. It. And I, I'm actually okay. I mean, I, I get that's... weird when people start to question authorship of the of biblical texts. You know, did Paul really write this? No, that that's all baloney. But th- this it never says Solomon wrote it. Solomon doesn't say he's the author. So it's perfectly acceptable to think that somebody later on did this in the memory of Solomon.
1: And it's in Greek, not in Hebrew. That's, well, that's why the other that, thing. Yeah. That's, so it would be considered apocryphal, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So we don't have it. We, there, there is no existing Hebrew version of this. So it's considered apocryphal. Um, so the Jewish people, when they finally put their canon together in the third century AD, didn't accept it because their basis was if there is, we only accept Old Testament books of which there is a Hebrew original. Um so they threw out this is where Martin Luther's big mistake was. So they threw out the Book of Maccabees, first and second Maccabees of Sirach, of Tobit, of Wisdom of Solomon, because there was no Hebrew edition. And Martin Luther mistakenly looked at what the Hebrews had put what the Jewish people had put together in the third century in opposition to Christianity and said, Oh, that's the Bible I'm gonna follow, which is ignoring the fact that Jesus actually was reading a different Bible. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Well, that is here and there, but it's a different. <laughs> it's a different here and there. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of a weird um, book. It's it's hard to kind of peg down exactly what we should do with this, but it does fall in what's called the wisdom literature. And just I was I was thinking about the wisdom literature this morning, and I was actually listening to to. Um, I have a recording of an, an old teacher of mine who was talking about wisdom literature. One of the themes you get in wisdom of Solomon, is th- there's two major themes that I think stick out in the book for me. One is this. Uh, encouragement against idols, don't worship idols, don't worship these created things, which everyone's prone to do. It's all over the wisdom of Solomon. Yeah. And number two, it is the value of creation. So it's kind of this, it's almost paradoxical. Don't worship creation, but creation actually shows forth the glory of God. It is not a God, but it shows God in this profound sense. So all of the wisdom literature has this deep um, sense of creation and the wisdom of creation and what creation itself is teaches literally the sacramentality of creation small s yeah small s sacramentality but i wonder And this teacher of mine i was listening to an old lecture he was proposing you know this is somewhere deep deeply embedded into why our protestant friends don't always can't can't necessarily wrap their heads around some of the wisdom literature because it's so sacramental Mm. and it presupposes a sacramental worldview if you were to understand the world as sacrament that presupposes that there actually are sacraments Which is so it's a very Catholic piece of literature.
1: Yeah, and I mean, if if we're talking about you know, vanity of vanities, all is vanity, meaninglessness, meaninglessness. meaninglessness, That that, this is actually quite an intense response. If this is the themes that are that are really. Kind of being woven throughout is because because he's like saying you know yep. every everything uh, everything's horrible there's yeah. n- there's no meaning anywhere exactly and and that to say no this is there's creation is actually very very special
0: it's almost the juxtaposition of wisdom literature Ecclesiastes you know it's the sesame street one of these things is not like the other
1: one of these things is not the same <laughs> it's you <laughs> oh Aww. 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 <laughs> All right, so
0: wisdom was, So this particular passage comes from the tail end of it. And basically, this is a reflection on Passover, on the Exodus
1: story. So, <laughs> dude, okay, I just... What? Is what there anything do? that is not at its heart, the Exodus? No, there's not. <laughs> Everything is the Exodus, man. Dude, uh, dude, that's your next t-shirt. You should just get that tattooed somewhere, just like on your... On Everything your, is the Exodus? Yeah, yeah, just in your armpit or something. Okay.
0: <laughs> and
1: then it'll, it'll always be trying to escape. <laughs> Oh. oh that was stupid. Oh wow. That Come was on. that was epic. I mean but when you have bad jokes, proper response is not laughter. That's true. It's just it's groaning. It's like a great pun is not supposed to be like <laughs> it's supposed to be like, oh that hurt inside. Your fake laugh sound just like your real laugh. <laughs> which makes me not know if I should ever trust your real laugh. <laughs> there should be a difference
0: between the two. I don't trust you. Yeah, uh, dude. All right. Anyway, acting. Thank you. So, like everything else in the Bible, it's all about the Exodus. <laughs> Which is the, you know, the Exodus is the crowning event for the Old Testament people.
1: Hey, I'm with you, man.
0: And what does Jesus do? He says he's performing a new, new Exodus. Exodus. He says that in the Transfiguration. So that's why we need more Lay than off, just. Man.
1: That's why we need more than just the Bob Marley song Exodus.
0: Well, we have Charlton Heston.
1: Well, I mean, we have, that, we have the, the Prince
0: of Egypt. We have, uh,
1: uh, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, king of dreams? Is no, I was going to go? say
0: the, uh, by the rivers of Babylon, but that's not about the Exodus. We have Babylon
1: by, um, uh, Gray.
0: Yeah, but Babylon is not what we're talking about. We're talking about Egypt.
1: I know. So, but I, so I guess everything is in Exodus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Exodus is the the lens through which they saw the Babylonian okay, captivity. So, so okay, this okay is so this is about the Exodus. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Oh, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just saying that like dude, I'm trying to wrap my head around foreknowledge, okay? Because mm-hmm. it says the night of the Passover was known beforehand to our fathers. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I mean, not long beforehand.
1: Okay. It was I-, I
0: think I think it's simply saying God warned you. Look, this is about to happen. Okay. Which is actually going to fit with the theme of the gospel. Because remember, what's the theme of the gospel? Jesus is warning them, be ready, something is coming. Which is like the Exodus story. That's precise. It Actually, the, fir- the first line of Jesus' parable says, um, Gird your loins, which is Exodus language. Remember, that was how they were supposed to eat the Passover meal with their wear- underwear on. With the underwear on. But remember, what, what's the what I mentioned? One of the themes of the book of wisdom is the theme of false worship of idols. So if you're thinking about this idea, and actually the chapters that precede this are all about false worship of idols and statues, which was their problem in Egypt. So it actually fits. This actually flows out of what's come before in wisdom. Mm. So it's saying to free you from all that, basically, the night of the Passover was known beforehand to our fathers, that with knowledge of the oaths they put their faith, they might have courage. So they're awaiting the salvation of the just, the punishment of their enemies and their adversaries. God is going to set them free by all of these things. So it's kind of a recap of this story. So it sets the tone... It sets the frame up for the rest of the readings. What are we thinking about? We're thinking about being freed from um, being freed from slavery, but we're also thinking about being prepared. Oh, I had, I had a really good point and I just lost it. The Be, uh, being. Whoa. Oh, oh faith, <laughs> because this is what Hebrews is all about. Um, This idea of faith, because Hebrews is actually going to give us a textbook definition of what faith is. Assurance yes. in things not seen. What are they doing in the Exodus? They're waiting for this moment. They know something is coming. They're ready. They have faith that God's going to save them out of this. So that's why they have their loins girded. That's why they're ready to go, because there's this huge faith that they're going to be set free from all this stuff. So that's kind of our jumping off point, I think.
1: Wow, that's really beautiful. That's, that's actually really... That's a great jumping off point. It's because somebody was praying for me to, that I had something to say. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> which I didn't before I started talking. Thank you.
0: <laughs> but that's kind of cool. So um, we're down on Psalm 33 then. So blessed be the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Actually, some translations it says, blessed the nation the Lord has chosen to be his own, which in the original Hebrew, it's much more specific to to Israel in Egypt, this nation that God has chosen to be his own. This reference to Exodus 4, that this is my firstborn son, this nation. So even that is going back to the Exodus. But it goes on. One of the things that we don't get in uh, um, in Psalm 33, what we read to it, it, it in verse 3, there's this great line. It's, where, it's the first time the Bible says, sing a new song unto the Lord.
1: Play skillfully on your guitar with loud shouts. dude. So what they're saying is that we need to play guitar songs while we do shout outs here. So it says to sing a new
0: song. It's actually the first time. So this this line is going to repeat itself four times in the Psalms and again in Isaiah. Remember that line: Sing a new song unto the Lord. Let Song beyond a mountain high.
1: So that's uh, it's the Hebrew sir, chadash, which sir. which changes the way you sing that song very much. Sir, chadash unto Into the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yadash. Um, which we're, I'm we're not gonna... allowed to sing Yahweh in songs anymore, no, by not. the way. USCCB shut us down. I know, dude. Which is right. It is right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it. But here's the thing. You shouldn't have said what? I said it. I sang it. I sang the word Yahweh. Yeah, dude. In a you song. just defied the USCCB. They're going to send a task force. I'll edit it out, all right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't edit everything. <laughs>
0: no, but here's the thing. So I'm, I'm reading this psalm, which is coming after this kind of recap of the Passover. It's a song about the Passover. Blessed the people, the Lord has chosen to be his own. It's an Exodus language. And I'm hearing this line, which again doesn't show up in what we're reading, but it, it is in there, Psalm verse three, singing a new song. When do you, when do you hear about a new song being sung? I'm reminded of the Exodus. The Exodus Remember when, yeah, they're, when they're, they're singing the Song of Miriam?
1: Yeah, which they should be singing. In the midst of the sea.
0: Yeah, if you read it right, you actually get the sense that, linguistically that they're still in the midst of the walls of water when they're singing the song about how God set them free. Which is beautiful because, again, as Hebrews is going to pull out this definition of faith, what the first reading from wisdom is pointing us toward, what does it mean to have faith? Well, this assurance of things not quite seen yet. If they're singing this new song in the Exodus, they haven't even reached the end. This is... this is emblematic this is iconic of, of true faith because they're still in the midst of it yet they're singing this new song god is leading us out of this and so we're singing for him we're exalting in the just O oh lord praise from the upright is fitting blessed the nation as the lord is our god uh, whose god is the lord etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. so it's all about what, what does it mean to actually have faith in the midst of this stuff our souls are waiting for the lord who is our help and our shield? So we're still waiting. We have faith, even though we're in the midst of, of this kind of waiting. So that's what that's what the psalm kind of has me thinking about.
1: Yay. <laughs> Thank you for singing that new song. To Thank me. you for burping just now. I didn't burp. You didn't? No, that was like yay. Okay. Did I? <laughs> I could... <laughs> You're right. Yep. Okay. Um Okay, we got some we got some Hebrews. Oh, hey.
0: How does Moses make his coffee in the morning? Did I already tell that joke?
1: (laughs) No, how does he make his coffee? (laughs) Wait, did I tell the joke or not? No, you didn't. He brews it. Uh, You
0: already told the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of things that I forget and repeat often, uh, I do want to give one more shout out to Carrie Floyd. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who, who gave me one of her paintings yesterday, Dude. and it's super awesome. I have it up in my office now. The Christian be who or become who you are. Yeah, From JP
1: too. I know. We, we, Carrie and I had uh, uh, for my birthday, we we went to um, to Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita. Which which? P.S. Like it's good. It's about once a year. I need to go to Casa Bonita, but um, yeah, We we talked about how how many times you've forgotten mentioning you know what? that.
0: Don't make fun of me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but she gave you the painting and now you won't ever forget no because but it's, but now that's a full month that we've mentioned that painting in a row i don't know if i believe you guys <laughs> dude, well you can the the evidence is concrete whatever father it's whatever. canvas all right let's move on to hebrews <laughs> see what you're doing to me i do you, that's you do the best well did we got a long hebrew reading yeah we do oh <laughs> but But i think the the first line is really i mean is is, is super helpful yeah faith is the realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen yeah dude that's a really like evidence evidence of things (laughs) not evidence evidence. that's like what i was trying to tell you right now you needed to have faith in me that for the last four weeks we've mentioned the painting every single time no you don't no i do because i'm trying to give evidence for you of things not seen What's the evidence? They're I've told you. Paintings. I've told you. How else <laughs> are we going to get paintings. evidence yeah, f- right. of something that you don't see? Yeah, fair enough. What evidence do you need? I mean, this is this is the crazy thing, man. That's good. You're right. That's Wait. good. That's. that's I'm just trying to use the analogy. scripture to uh, no. You're draw right. That's, that's a good analogy. Of, yeah, you're drawing drawing it out very well. <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: So here's what I think is interesting. Well, I want to get to this in a second. So what the scriptures do, they balance a little bit. So we get verses one and two. And then we jump to verses 8 through 19, 8 and we, through get, 19. we get basically a story. Th- this whole piece of text goes through, I think, like verse 40 or something, and it basically tells the whole story of salvation history through Moses, through Abraham, through the patriarchs, through the monarchs, through the Maccabees, all the way showing that these Old Testament pe- I mean, it's showing how brilliant and beautiful and profound the experience of the Old Testament is because these people are, actually believing in what they have not yet seen. Jesus is the answer to all of these hopes and these, these, uh, this faith that Abraham had, which he didn't actually see. Um, but it's kind of just a, it's showing this. It's telling the narrative because it's one thing for Hebrews just to say, hey, this is what faith is. It's another thing to then go through the story of someone who the readers would all be very familiar with and say, look, it's like this. It's like your father Abraham. Look at what he did. Look at how he lived. Oh, that's what faith is. Um, and it's a beautiful way to do it. So we get kind of the long version. There, there's two different versions the church gives us the options to. One is the, the condensed, the Cliff Notes version of Abraham's story. One is the long one.
1: Which, you know, I always go
0: for the long one. Go for the long one. But that, um, unless you have something else on that, I want to use that as our segue into the gospel.
1: I have nothing else on that.
0: Okay, here's what I think is interesting. So the stories that we just kind of recap. so we talked about the the story of the Exodus, mm-hmm. in which the Israelites were freed from slavery. What? what? What was their faith in? Let's talk about this for a second. Let me let me see if this, I'm going to bounce this off of you, see if it makes sense. I'm not trying okay. to trick you. I'm just yeah, thinking about yeah, yeah. that. So what do the Hebrews in the Exodus story have faith in? They're singing this song while they're in the sea.
1: The, they have faith in the, the uh, saving power of God. Which is what? What is that saving power going to do for them? that's going to um did you just hear a monkey? Ooh, ha, ha. No, the, I didn't. <laughs> I just heard a monkey. I don't know.
0: Do <laughs> you just not know the answer? Are you trying to <laughs> <laughs> try to the, throw me off?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to throw. You. No. <laughs> no, they had uh, faith that the Lord was going to deliver them from their enemies and 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 wreak vengeance upon the their accusers.
0: Yes, but that's not it.
1: They had faith in Yahweh.
0: Yahweh. To do what though?
1: No, this, to this is to the bring more, them into the Promised Land. Yeah,
0: and and I, I'm not trying to toy with you, but I I think for especially for a Jewish person, this is key. This is this is fundamental for the Christian understanding. Because remember, freedom. We've talked about this. Yeah. Somebody can do a painting about it. But the freedom is never merely freedom from something. It's not just freedom from oh, Egypt or freedom from our, the people chasing
1: us. It's, it's freedom, freedom for for sacrifice in the desert.
0: Yes, but at this point, when they're in the water you know, they're singing their new song, they're hoping for the promised land. Yes. Because God's going to give them this land to be their own, right? Yes. So there's freedom for that. So that's one thing. Then you got Abraham, right? What's Abraham? Abraham has faith in God. To do what? Well, to leave his home country and leave his his kindred and his country, and to go to this land, this place that God's going to show him, so we can begin to build him up into a great nation, right? He's also going to give
1: him offspring, right? And Isaac. Well, I think, I mean, I think if you if you're asking about Abraham, what did he have faith in that 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 God was going to actually just multiply his descendants like the sands on the shore of the right. sea? Right,
0: right, right, totally. I mean, he has faith in God. To do what, though? To, to do all this stuff, to multiply his descendants, to give them a land. Remember, there's those three blessings that Abraham gets in, in Genesis 12, right? You're going to have a great, you're going to have descendants, you're going to have a great name, a kingdom, you're going to have land, and you're going to be a blessing to all the world, right? So he's going to get all this stuff. So this is sort of the faith in the Old Testament. Now look at what Jesus says in the very beginning of the gospel. Jesus says to his disciples, "Do not be afraid any longer, any little flock, for your flo- for your, fa- your father, your father is pleased to give you the kingdom. So sell your belongings and give alms." Now I I read that like 3 times this morning and I was just hit by something. So all of these Old Testament stories, all the Old Testament passages are telling us about these people who God did these amazing things two and four, so that they could receive blessing and land and kingdoms. That's what their faith... That's what the... Their object of their faith is God, but it's to the end of this, to the point, to the goal of this stuff. To have land, to have kingdom, to have descendants. What is Jesus' message? Have faith and then do what? Sell everything. Get rid of everything. And I just... I was struck by the juxtaposition of that. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. What is faith in the Old Testament? In a certain sense, it's that God is going to give you this stuff, this reality. Not not in a... A materialistic way, but God is going to give you stuff, (laughs) land, people, blessing. In the, in the new Testament, Christ is saying, okay, now take that blessing that you've been given and I want you to get rid of it. Which is just kind of profound, isn't it? He's given you land. He's given you riches. He's given you a kingdom. Get rid of it all now and follow after me. Because ultimately, that's not what it's for. It's not about—this is why the, the Old Testament is merely a—not pre not merely, but it is a prefigurement of the New Testament. You can't understand the Old Testament without the New Testament. Yes. And you can't fully understand the New Testament without understanding the Old Testament yes. and what led you there. So why is God teaching his people to have faith in him and trust in him and follow him despite blindness? It's not merely for the sake of a strip of land in the Middle East. It's not merely so that Abraham can have some kids who have a family line they carry on the tradition. It's so that Christ can actually take us to the new heavens and the new earth, the new kingdom of God, which is literally coming on the clouds. So that he can reshape and refashion and transform all of the created world around us. All of those things in the Old Testament were were simply a glimpse of what's to come. So now Jesus says, okay, so get rid of the glimpse and now we're going after the real stuff. I was just struck by that this morning. I thought it was kind of cool.
1: That's awesome. What what what's striking me is um, the the point of this at the at this moment is nimbleness of response, nimbleness of response. Yeah, that um, Jesus is said. Uh, you know, he's like he's talking. All of his parables are surrounded by the person who's able to respond when the door is knocked on and is yeah, able yeah, to yeah. to do that. The person who is able to um, realize his master is coming back and to yeah. actually bring out the portion of food to the people at the right times. And yeah. it's um, it's uh, it's mm-hmm. all about this notion of of gift because it's, yeah. it, it's it summarizes itself by saying, you know, um, <laughs> he who did not know and did not uh, did what deserved a beating shall receive a light beating. Yay. <laughs> and Everyone who much is given of him will much be required. And of him who men commit much, they will demand the more.
0: I want to get the light beating. Dude, yeah. Dude, that one's always made me laugh. (laughs) I know, I was laughing this morning. (laughs) It's like,
1: he will only get beaten lightly, dude. Yay. Yay, thanks. But like... It's it's saying how do we actually respond? Like when you when you've been given a gift, how do you respond out of it? That's yeah. what Jesus is actually trying to get the heart of. It's, yeah. it's last week. I mean, it had it had some of the same stuff. It was like it's it's not that being rich is a big issue, right? Right. It's, That's not the issue. It's just that it becomes sluggish and where and and can um, weigh you down. Yeah. Rather than actually allow you to be inspired by the Holy Spirit, because yes. there's these things that are that are um, so uh, consuming with us that they draw us worldly, rather than to actually yes. uh, uh, orient our minds and our hearts to the things of heaven. And that's where he says, you know, sell your possessions, give alms, provide yourselves purses that don't go old, and a treasure in the heavens that does not fail. Yes. Because because if you get rid of everything, where are you going to put it? What are you going to do? What do you have to do with yourself? Right. That's a good point. You have to. It, it becomes so profoundly about relationship and a re- huh. relationship with God, with our neighbor. That yeah. it's that it's it's not like you're going to be sluggish on your nice sculpture. I'm just thinking ancient world. I mean, what did they own? Sculptures. Sculptures and and slugs. Slugs. <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I I like that. I mean, the the whole. <laughs> I'm looking at you like, did you hear me? I did. <laughs> okay, good. I heard the vast majority. Of it. <laughs> so I was reading. Yes. Yes. No, I, know. I do agree. I love it. <laughs> I, I think that's true. You're you're with me. I'm with you. I mean, I'm also, you can't get Exodus language out of this because just as they were waiting with their loins girded and they were at table. Remember, Exodus says they have to eat standing up for Pete's sake because the Passover of the Lord is coming. The angel of Actually take this So they had to eat the Passover there, loins girded standing up Because the angel of death Was about to pass by their houses right? And if they weren't ready They were going to get killed Which, now- is,
1: which is another great argument Why you should be using a standing desk In your office <laughs> He's just got to increase my budget man I'll get, I'll get myself
0: a standing desk
1: Oh I was it's Funny I was looking at you And I was speaking to the the to the audience Oh
0: I thought you were speaking
1: <laughs> No no. You don't get a standing desk. Thanks, man. The angel of death isn't going to pass isn't by gonna your pass house. He's not going to pass by
0: my door. I don't know. Um, but, so they're, they're waiting for the angel of death to come to their door. What is Jesus' parable asking them to do? It's telling them to beware, have their loins girded, be ready, because Jesus himself is going to come. Now, there's punishment if you're not ready, and there is sort of the, the negative side to that, but the more important side is Jesus is the Lord of life who's coming. Oh, man, who's nice coming.
1: connection. Thanks.
0: Just hit. Boom! So life is coming. This is the flip side of the whole Old Testament passage that's going on here. This is what Jesus' parable is doing. Wow! Death is coming in the Old Testament. Be ready. But life, life is, is coming, coming in the, in the New, New Testament.
1: So be ready. I don't think we should keep talking now because that was just such a great <laughs> point. <laughs> that like, dude, the, we they you guys be ready. Get your loins girt. Light girt your lamps. Up. Grab a flashlight. Put your underwear on, and let's get ready. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week send us your shout outs
0: send us an email find us on Facebook poke us on Pokemon
1: did, did why does that I, don't, did, I don't, they no, don't it just came out of my mouth just let it go <laughs> I'll edit it out do you leave the, the? do you ever leave it in when you say I'm going to edit it out yeah most of the time <laughs> okay we love you guys blessings we will see you next week pray for Father Peter doesn't sweat to death in Savannah Oh, it's actually going to be Dublin. So if you're in Dublin, Dublin if, you're, if you're a Lanky Guys listener in Dublin, find me. See you then. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: The Word on the Hill is a production of the Aquinas Institute for Catholic Thought here in beautiful Boulder, Colorado, www.thomascenter.org. You can also send us an email at lankyguys at See you next week.